0: The core community covenant church with pastors max and trish join us as we learn more about the word of god god bless you everyone i pray that everybody's doing well and blessed and highly favored uh we been going through the series of breaking and partaking. We talked about it on the fifteenth of May, and we wanted to share and follow up more of the things that's happening. The reason we haven't been recording is that we've been out. Right,
1: we've been actively participating. So this series is about taking some of the disciplines and the principles we've learned, and really using our our whole selves and bringing our whole selves into worship, getting out of the routine, uh, the mundane you know, we have this tendency to become complacent as Christians and we have our traditions of showing up passively and maybe participating in a few songs and whatnot. But we have been getting out of the four walls of the church and trying to engage body, mind, soul, and spirit in worship. And so we have put to the side the last few weeks, the traditional pattern of our services and have been doing creative things uh, with our group uh, to engage their hearts and their minds through art and solitude, uh, through using their hands for creativity, and just different things. So we, But we didn't want to be in silence, so we're just midway through the series. We wanted to take a few minutes to bring some of the lessons we've been learning and reconnect with those who have been tuning into our podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when, when we say the church is going out of the four walls, a lot of times it becomes a service. Project that we right. do, we hit the community, which is a blessing to the community in itself. Uh, but we wanted to connect with our creator right. in worship, uh, uh, in that matter. So, so one of the things that we wanted to share with you guys, and we're going to share the two sermons that we've taught uh, that we're kind of going to put together in one one uh, teaching today. Uh, one of the first ones that that we kind of really wanted to address is, was about uh, seizing business. Uh, centering being rather doing uh, establishing rest and rhythm and that's when we went to to a park that is close by our 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 church and we spent the time there and it was it was actually a huge blessing to us um it was definitely weird for a lot of a a lot of our members just because it's, it's it was not a normal thing to do but as we before the service even started we had kids playing Uh, Even some of the members were playing with their kids, playing catch and everything else. And we had the fire going and we just kind of just really enjoying the nature and what God has blessed us with surrounding us.
1: Right. So the first thing that we were trying to instill was, again, not just through head knowledge, but through actually doing it. So our teachings have been relatively short just a couple of minutes and we wanted to bring a summary midway uh, through this series to bring to you and and encourage you uh, that once you've listened to this podcast to go out and schedule things and do things that can allow you to experience uh, a lot of times we learn more again by doing rather than just hearing Uh, but in this case the first lesson was about ceasing busyness and we wanted to force our little community to actually slow down so we sat by the lake Uh, again we gathered as you said around the campfire uh, and we sent everybody away for about 15-20 minutes to just be quiet and in solitude and we brought some verses from scripture where Jesus intentionally teaches us uh, to get away and rest and one of the the great examples was from Mark chapter 6 sadly when John the Baptist You know, he was Jesus' cousin. Many of Jesus' apostles and disciples were followers of John the Baptist. So when John the Baptist, a lot of times we disconnect these stories, but when John the Baptist was beheaded, it made an impact on Jesus and on his community. Mm -hmm. And immediately following that event, uh, it says in John chapter 6, uh, verse thirty one, it says there were so many people coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. So Jesus said to them, "Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest." And this was just so pivotal in understanding that when we're under pressure or stress, or we've been through an emotionally draining situation, that we we really need to honor uh, and take a step back from the busyness of ministry and just refill our tank, right? Just get away and have a quiet place with the Lord to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, to just take a breath and to sit with our hard emotions, with our grief, and allow, allow those things to, again, not to sit in them forever, but to realize that those emotions, though hard and painful, when we actually own them and sit with them and lean into them, they wash over us in waves and they will pass. Our joy will return. Mm-hmm. Uh, although life is sometimes hard to push through the pain, but instead of running through it or hiding over it and just... Uh, pushing through to actually be still and allow the Lord to uh, minister to us in our time of need.
0: Yeah, and uh, the teaching was very important for us that it wasn't just for this Sunday and this Sunday only. We wanted to really show an example of what can be done on a daily basis right. of of having that time out, of, of looking, just uh, sitting outside your house and looking at the wind blowing the trees and knowing that that's the creator, uh, showing off. And I of think deal.
1: that's, yeah, that's a key. Is if you want to connect with the creator, not in a, a you know, hippie dippy kind of way, but we need to reconnect with creation, right? Yeah. That is his handiwork. And a lot of times we live in these man made structures and we look at the same four walls and the screens and we drive in our vehicles and we don't actually, uh, Micah, our son likes to talk about touching grass, sorry, right? mm. Then the new generation, like we just need to get out and touch some grass. Yeah. So if we want to connect with the creator, our kind of our first lesson was to get our members out and actually touch some grass and connect with creation. And it was so funny because there was um, a mother and daughter who were walking around and they discovered a bug and they were, so <laughs> it was a bug they've never seen before. And they were excited and also scared and kind of grossed out. Yeah. But it was just a, a really amazing experience because it opened their eyes to to say, "Wow! If if just in these few minutes we discovered so much on our little walk, there's this vast creation yeah. that's out yeah. there that's undiscovered." And actually, several of our members said that yeah. about how much of the world that God has created that we have not seen and we have not explored, and we just stay confined to these same few things that, you know, the routine that we have every day. And we need to get out and actually enjoy the parks and the mountains and the streams and the things that God has created. Mm-hmm. There's so much beauty in this world that gives us relief from the pain, right, and from the stress of everyday life.
0: Yeah, and I, I got I to reemphasize that it's not it doesn't have to be a vacation to Colorado or Florida right. or Alaska. It's just sitting outside your building or taking a walk during your lunch uh between at your work or anything like that that's that's um it should be a daily thing of you being in awe of your creator um so that's kind of one of those things well i just wanted to share that for from my thing one of the things that we did is uh, trish sat down and she wrote wrote a bunch of verses she wrote about eight to ten verses about about finding rest and everything else and um people randomly pulled a verse just to something to think about to meditate as they were walking through the creation of creation uh through the park and uh, the one that that i picked that was very uh powerful for me and I'll, I'll read it for you guys because i think it's um the other ones were amazing and everybody was blessed and everybody's like did you write it just for me right <laughs> and i was like no it was god it was god's word Where god's word does not come back in me um boyd uh, but for me, it was Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Um, and it caught me exactly where I needed, needed to be just because of I'm a, I'm a high school teacher, so it's coming up to the end of the teaching, and uh, I'm <laughs> very tired. But the verse spoke to me perfectly in that day. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and then first of all i broke down crying reading the, the verse because it's just it's just i needed god to say that to me and then also just again reminding me that that my relationship with god should not be complicated he over and over says find rest in me mm-hmm. my yoke my teaching that i know some of the some of the, I've, i know i've read a number of uh commentaries that the yoke is actually really meant it was my teaching is mm-hmm. is easy you know he talks about the Pharisees and Sadducees yoke is so heavy and burdened on, on the people but his yoke his teaching is, is easy and it's light uh, not that the walk itself is mm-hmm. super easy to be holy as he is holy but um, just finding him it's mm-hmm. not hard to find him we just need to go and touch grass, which is—I right. think that's 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 the name of the sermon, I guess. <laughs> touch, touch grass, don't touch grass.
1: Right. Well, the thing that is is crucial in this too is to really understand that although there is a time and place to serve the Lord, and He's given us gifts to be about our Father's business, right, and to to serve others and love others, and there's so much need in the world. I think so much of church activity has become centered around, as you said earlier, outreach and service and people do spiritual gifts tests and they figure out what they're good at. And, you know, one of the signs of Christian maturity is that you get involved in ministry and it it often becomes so much about the busyness and the doing. And it seems as if the more you're doing in the church and for the church, somehow the more spiritual you are. But time and time again in scripture, while there is that place Jesus is calling his disciples away or he gets away with the Lord, with the Father himself to, you know, on a mountainside to pray. You know, he there's the Mary and Martha example where, you know, Martha's running around and Mary chooses what is better to just sit at his feet and receive. And so often, I, I mean, the Lord wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to be his people and to be our God. He doesn't necessarily, he's got legions of angels at his disposal. Like how can we serve him in a way that he yeah. couldn't you know if we don't do it, the rocks will cry out, so exactly. he's he just wants relationships, yeah. so the, while these other things are good, we have to choose what is better, what is best, and that is to be in his presence mm-hmm. and i one of the the best ways that I actually had this as an illustration in my life, which may be a surprise to you, but you actually taught me this because years ago in our marriage, you know people talk about different love languages. And ideally, when in our love relationship with the Lord, we we incorporate those same lessons, right? That there's these different ways that we connect. And uh, in a personal relationship with God, it's it's really not that different. But since one of my love languages is service, I would run around the house. I'd work all day. I'd come home, <laughs> cook dinner, clean, right? And I know you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. And I would take care of the kids. And I was, uh, you know, I wanted the house to be clean. And you would just be sitting there like just... Come sit down with me. Just watch a movie with me. Just And I was like, I can't relax when the house is a mess. And I was trying to show you that I loved you by having a clean house and taking care of the kids and all these things. And you would just long for me to just sit down for half an hour and watch a show or something. And I, I'm still terrible at it. <laughs> I've gotten better at the sitting and resting, but I'm not so much about the shows. Uh, but you were the one who taught me that. It was, you know, I, I see that you're trying to love me But I don't need all that. I just need your presence. Just come and sit with me. Let's talk about our day. Let's just be together and slow down and enjoy life together. Like We committed to living life together, uh, not just living side by side under the same roof with a flurry of activity. And and I I really believe that not only does God long for that with us, but we are missing so much that God has for us Mm -hmm. because we don't take the time. We need his presence, right? He doesn't necessarily need ours.
0: Yeah. So that's this is perfectly leads us to the second point. So when we find relationship with God through being in his creation, the next thing that we want to talk about is how we can also worship him through different creative expressions and everything like that. So the recently what we did is we actually got together and we wanted to find worship through art, through specifically through painting that we wanted to do. So we looked at the verses out of Matthew six twenty eight through thirty four, and I'll read it in a second. And uh, we we wanted to kind of just talk about how we can worship God through pretty much copying Him. You know, He crea- Any form of creative expression, yeah.
1: whether it's art, dance, music, just engaging our our minds and our bodies on an emotional, physical level, connecting our whole selves through creative expression it just really brings a different aspect of ourselves to worship
0: yeah yeah and and it's really cool because you know i was was talking that it's it's when god created he he didn't have anybody anything else to look at and be like all right this is how this is going to look like so he out of his wisdom out of his breath out of his greatness he's like all right this is how a flower going to look like this, is how a daisy is going to look like this, is how a human going to look like, um? you know, so it was, it's exciting. So when we, when we do any of this art forms, we're, we're kind of copying him and be like, all right, we want to imitate you, Lord, you know, so that way we can honor you in that. So mm-hmm. even in simple things like drawing a flower, we're bringing worship to him. And I think that that's really, really beautiful. So well, when we looked at, at the verses, it was, let me just read through, uh, starting at verse 28, 628. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And uh, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to stop right here because it's like to the point. So when, when we, came to, we came together, again, we, we started off with not worrying, not being busy and everything else. Like that, so this verse really spoke to us, so when we drew, we actually drew a lily I, it, was, uh, it was it was kind of this verse spoke to us, so lilies of the Field was something really pretty uh, that we wanted to copy it, and that reminded us not only how beautiful the flower is because it's really pretty, but it's also reminded us to how, not worry to not worry mm-hmm. absolutely, and I, it was such a powerful. Time of worship, of you know, and we not only worship, it was also great fellowship. Well, I think we honored God in fellowship because the conversation was happening, God was being honored through the conversation. We had fun, fun. There was laughter, there was times of totally messing up the painting and ha- having a blow dryer and trying to dry it up, and all the hands are totally filled with paint. It was a joyful experience, and it was a worshipful experience and it was exciting and um it was a blessing because trish um, she's more of an artist than any anyone uh, anyone of us and she was able to share more about how how worshiping god through painting really not only blesses us spiritually but also blesses us emotionally and mentally and that's how what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about being holistic Right. So I don't know if you want
1: to. Well, right. The, the lily, the painting of the lily one was a visual exercise. It's a reminder so that when our members, you know, are in their home or they see the image the painting, they're reminded and there's this emotional and mental connection with the painting and a reminder of God's word and of the scripture of not worrying. And that if God cares for the lilies of the field, in all of their splendor, then will he not care for you? And I, I just think it's so amazing that that God is an extravagant God. I think sometimes we, especially in Western Western Christianity, we think that God, it, we, we almost mute emotions. You know, beauty is excessive. We want really practical, you know, just cut and dry, almost business-like, you know, a, mm. a lot of our churches are even modeled after business. Yeah. And so it's, it's all just, you know, you got your three point sermon and we've, we've cut off anything that's frivolous or impractical or whatever, but God, when you look at creation, you know, he didn't just put a few stars in the sky. <laughs> there's countless billions of galaxies. You know, there's, there's so much again, even down to the, to the insects, right? There's, insects that a we don't even ship. sheep so the sea yes the sea sheep if you've the never seen a sea sheep. sheep go google it and look up an image of a sea sheep and you will realize how cute <laughs> uh how cute god has made some of creation and and the the oceans and the seas the vast majority of them have any we haven't even explored mm. them yet so we we it's so great to get in touch with Whether it's writing a poem or singing a song or dancing or just anything, you know, engaging in pottery, cooking, anything that we can start to realize that as we do these activities, you incorporate your solitude, your quiet, your prayer. You listen to some worship music and you make those connections and you integrate your spirituality into those practices, even if it's riding a bike um, or, you know, learning a new skill. So often we disconnect and we compartmentalize these things, but the reality is is that these are these are connected in in a way that God wants us to be creative when we are creative, we actually are not able to worry. and so I think this text in uh, Matthew is this great image because he says, "Look at the beauty." In creation right look at how and through the creative activity he then says don't be anxious and don't worry and it's been scientifically proven that your brain cannot effectively engage in creativity if you're anxious or worried and vice versa that if you are engaged in the creative process your ability to be anxious and worried your those parts of your brain can't really operate simultaneously and so it's really important for us to engage in that way because art, music, these other things tap into a part of our brain that God has created, our emotional center that God has created that we don't otherwise necessarily tap into. And so it brings a whole other part of our identity and of ourself. Uh, Parts of us that we may not even, they're not even discovered by us. There's, you know, parts of us that we don't even know, but God knows that he Uh knows our secret parts. You know, part of my journey is that I, over the last few years, got connected to an art therapist. And that has been so powerful because my part of my process in, in painting has been to discover that in my paintings, I express things that I can't verbally or emotionally express. Mm-hmm. And the art therapist is able to see in my art, and we have these conversations uh, that are quite powerful because they're on a subconscious level that if someone was to just ask me, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to articulate. But through the artwork, as you're just painting and you're listening to music or not paying attention, that expression comes out. And there's a depth to it uh, that's on a whole other level than what you would tap into in your average 9 to 5 job.
0: Yeah, and it's the great part about this is the mindset that you have. I think that's an important part that I want to encourage uh, those of you who are listening, after you go touch the grass to come in and try to sketch or paint or whatever, do something creative, uh, is that it's your mindset. It's, it's not focusing so much as being a good artist and drawing this amazing painting, uh, more about how can I worship God through this painting. It, it was intru- something I learned today. I'm a, I'm a volleyball coach and I was watching a video, and I was watching a, a college, uh, all American college player talking about the mindset. And he, there, she was saying that normally we freak out so much as as a as players of like how can I do the best? I want to be the best, and as soon as I screw up, it's all gone, and it messes with your head. And she and she was saying that I want to do more. I want to focus on how I can make my teammate. How can I serve my teammate better? So as a passer, she was like, "How can I pass to my setter the best way possible?" You know. So she was more encouraged about, "I want to put my setter in the best place so she can set to an attacker and it would be a kill and everything else." So I, I was sitting here and as you were talking about, I had the same mindset as when I'm drawing. My mindset is not how I can be a better painter, but is how am I gonna give worship to God through this painting? It Absolutely. might not. It might not look. Like a lily, <laughs>
1: but hey, you know you got Picasso and all these famous artists yeah. that, you know, yeah. Maybe you it doesn't look like what you would naturally see, but it might be worth millions. You yeah, know, just
0: exactly put it
1: on canvas. It'll be
0: worth to God.
1: Enjoy the process. It it
0: would be worth to God again if if you look at the Old Testament, some of the things that was honoring to him the aroma and everything else if you think about it, it, was, it was some grain right it was they poured out some oil and you know and i'm over here for an hour and a half sitting there and drawing this lily and it might not look perfect like a lily or the picture that i was trying to copy of god's creation but i just i did it for him and that that's one of those very beautiful things that that i think it's it's really cool and uh, the other thing it was i, I shared that I learn is that how God is there. If we surrender to him and let him help us, he, he, he will be there and he will help us through those, those things. I was sharing, I was sharing that. But I love drawing with my wife. She's, she's artistic, very gifted. Me, not so much, but I know that if I start drawing and I, my drawing becomes unrecognizable to what it's supposed to be she can come in and really quickly like oh let me do it and she after five strokes it looks like what's supposed to look like and i have peace in that that's why i can totally not stress about my painting same thing when i work on my motorcycle i'm don't stress because i have a, <laughs> a friend who's a motorcycle mechanic that if i really screw up he's just gonna come and help me so with with our with the things that god has told asked us to do or leads us to do. We don't have to worry about it because he's going to be right there. He says, "Don't He says to his disciples, "Don't worry about what you're going to say.
1: Right.
0: Well, I'm going to be right there with you." So, if you're going to worship God, you know, sometimes the the yelling or the groan, groaning mm-hmm. of your spirit is going to be worship and let us be free about it.
1: Well, I love I love what you said that because so often When we engage in creative things, you know, we we have this scale. You know, it makes me uncomfortable when you say I'm I'm an artist and things because there's people who are so much more incredibly gifted, especially nowadays, what you can find on social media and the internet. There's some incredibly gifted people. Uh, I might be a little bit more artistic and able to paint than you know, your average person, but there's so many more, but but this is what we we get caught up. And so then we don't want to do it. Right. Because you don't want to sing because you're afraid it's not going to sound as good. Or you, you yeah. critique yourself and you compare yourself to the best, right. To yeah. these incredible, and, and it may just, it may not be the same, but it's going to be beautiful in its own way. And just like when our, you know, our kids were little, if, if they drew a, a painting or a drawing, it, You a lot of times would have to say, oh, this is so nice. What is it? Right. And then they would say, oh, that's a turtle or that's our house or that's you and I. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. (laughs) I see it now. I see it now. But it was you put it on the fridge and you uh, you love it because Mm -hmm. it's this expression of your child who you love and it's part of their learning and growth process and it's just incredible to watch like, wow, you did that, that's amazing. And I really believe that God looks at us and thats it's not about us. When we create something beautiful, when we create artwork or poetry, uh, these different, you know, dance, just I think that God looks down and he's blessed and he just smiles because he sees his child just embracing that creative spirit, Mm -hmm. right? to just go and dance in the rain to to you know our son was learning to cook and we had this joke all the time you know it may it may not have come out just right but but did you die (laughs) and i i I think that some of us should approach creative expression not necessarily with the question of well is it perfect (laughs) but yes just say but did it kill me or anyone else so did you die and and if it if it didn't kill you then that's great you know just it's not going to kill you to put yourself out there and write a song learn to play an instrument you know learn learn to dance or or just pretend to you know <laughs> and and just be fully embrace the body this temple of the holy spirit that god has given you and use it in incredible the The human body can do incredible yeah. things yeah. and we can take it to limits and we can do far more than we realize that we can and so find something that that brings you life and just do it and it doesn't matter if you're in your 40s or 50s and Suddenly you want to take a ballet class or a hip hop class and people might think that's funny because you're, you know, but you're not, you're never too old yeah. uh, to learn something new. And, and I think just, we have to embrace, there's that childlike faith that comes with it, right? That's that Matthew chapter six, where he says, you know, who of you by worrying can add an hour mm-hmm. to your life? Like be anxious about nothing, Yeah. And and that's what creative expression allows us to do is to, to worship God, to not focus on ourselves and on what we do well or how good we are or where we make mm-hmm. a mistake, but to use it as a way, as you said, which I love, to express our love for God. Yeah. And And if we're performing for an audience of one, it doesn't matter how many likes or how much of an influencer you are on social media because you're doing it for him and for him alone.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. We have some signs of, on, in our house, like, dance, like no one just watching, like, like no one's listening, you know, all those cool things. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. And the, the interesting part, I follow a bunch of, like, weightlifters, powerlifters on Instagram, and there's this one guy who he works out he's this scrawny little guy he doesn't lift a lot but all his videos he has worship music behind him and and everything's like to god be the glory i'm gonna bench press 135 pounds and i was like all right i can curl 135 pounds but his attitude is i'm doing this for the lord and i'm putting it out there on instagram that you know it's i'm not big i'm not doing these amazing lifts like everybody else but I'm still doing it. I'm going to do it for, for God. And, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I give him a little heart. I might, It's going to be me and another person, probably his mom or something. But you love loving on him. And I think God is absolutely pressing that heart heart button too to just be like, yeah, I see you. Keep doing what keep you're dancing. doing. Yeah, keep, keep dancing. Just I keep love, dancing. I love what you say. Keep dancing in the rain. Absolutely. So we just want to kind of challenge you guys. You, you haven't been walking with us for this past couple a couple of weeks of what we've been doing here as, as our community but go touch some grass i go write about it draw it go dance like a like the trees i don't know mm-hmm. sway back and forth but uh find find god in in all the places that is around you and find the time and find peace um, i think you would be blessed
1: absolutely so we will be off of the podcast for the next probably couple of weeks again and then uh, we'll be back to bring the next two lessons and uh, wrap up this series. Uh, We'll keep you in the loop about what we're learning as we journey with you and uh, again just tapping into all that God has in store for us that we've been made in the image of God and we want to be a reflection of, of who he intended us to be and of him.
0: And if you would like to connect more, we do have our Instagram, which is Core Church Two Forty Two. We actually have the pictures of what we drew, so you guys can check it out and make make a comment or um, make fun of, make fun of what I drew, or anything like that. Yours is beautiful. Thank you. It's very bright colors. I love it.
1: <laughs> but we also would encourage you that if you are inspired to do this journey with us, we, we want you to not only hear the teachings, but to also integrate them into your Christian walk. So if you go out and touch some grass, take a picture of the beautiful places you've seen uh, where, where God ministers to you. And as you tap into your creative expression and you you know go dance in the rain or maybe nailed it, bake a cake. That doesn't quite look like Pinterest. Uh, Whatever it is, write a song or poem. If you want to share it with us, we would love to do this journey with you. So you can take a photo uh, and send it to corechurch242 at gmail.com. And if you'd like, we could also share it on our social media so that other uh, people from around the world uh, who are listening to this podcast and our own members can be on this journey together. Just love to start connecting. We have some people who have been faithfully listening. Uh, one, just shout out to the the listener who's in Brussels.
0: Yes, uh, just
1: super exciting. We we see we can't see exactly where people are at, but we can see general regions and and sometimes that they've they've come. Uh, multiple times and downloaded in our our regular faithful so we consider you part of our community and we're, we're so thankful that you're with us and that you're joining so we would love to hear from you and see how God is ministering to you through this journey with CORE
0: yeah absolutely so again thank you for joining us God bless you I remember you are loved and covered in prayer be blessed thanks for joining us we hope this teaching blessed you brought you closer to God. Know you are loved and covered in prayer.